0: There is a magical operation of maximum importance. The initiation of a new Aeon. When it becomes necessary to utter a word, the whole planet must be bathed in blood. Ah yes, welcome to Dead House Whispers. Greetings, everyone. I am Calypso, and welcome to Deadhouse Whispers, your platform for all things Deadhouse Sonata related, be it books, movies, video games, uh, TV, music, etc., etc. And as always, I am always joined by my other host, Faceless Mike. Greetings, hello, and welcome. <laughs> welcome, everyone. And uh, yes, we are Deadhouse Whispers. On Deadhouse Whispers, we talk about everything Deadhouse Sonata related. And that goes for uh, Apocalypse Studios, the guys working on Deadhouse Sonata. Um, if you guys do want to find out everything about Deadhouse Sonata, apart from this podcast, you can check that out with all the links. So DeadhouseSonata.com to find out your main info. That will lead you to all the social medias. You can follow Deadhouse Sonata on Twitter at DeadhouseGame, on Instagram at DeadhouseGame. Um, we have a Reddit. There's a Discord. All of that jazz you can yes. find
1: most of it through the website. Most of it through That's the always, website, pardon, pardon, Mike still trying to set up everything mm-hmm. and get everything working in the back end because YouTube is not always 110% cooperative.
0: Yes. <clears throat> and uh, basically on this episode, guys, we're gonna go through a rundown of what Deadhouse Sonata is. We've noticed there is a lot of influx from new people coming recently, and uh, they have a lot of questions. So we'd figure this will be your all questions answered episode um and give you the basics of what dead house sonata is what it will be and what the future of dead house sonata holds for us yes yeah. um, and then while mike uh while mike is still setting all that stuff up in the back i might as well kick this off um so hi everyone if you don't know what dead house sonata is and this is your first time hearing about it seeing it and you're asking questions around anywhere or looking up youtube videos you'll find me um dead house sonata is now i'm gonna need you guys to stick with me on this one for a little bit okay this is gonna Um, be a bit
1: of a trek but we promise the journey's worth it
0: yeah so uh what is dead house sonata you ask dead house sonata is a third person um free to play action adventure RPG that will have a major focus on narrative storytelling. Um, You can play it single player or six player co-op for now is going to be the model yes. of this game. Um, Yes, it is free to play. I know, I know that might've been an immediate turn-off, and you probably already found something else. Just said, Oh, fuck that free to play. What? That's like the evil word of the industry, but don't worry that house Sonata will have, ethical monetization what does that mean ethical monetization so cosmetics basically yes. um think of it like warframe with their uh monetization and how they do it think of it like sea, of, destiny thieves. 2. Hmm? sea, sea of, thieves. of thieves sea of thieves warframe destiny 2 i have a bunch of friends playing destiny 2 right now and they love it and and the monetization for that is just purely cosmetic um it will be just just skins basically just skins maybe emotes whatever um stuff like that nothing to you know really harm your wallet no pay to win no Diablo immortal up in here stuff like no, nothing like that nothing like that
1: <laughs> um, so
0: nothing to worry about so yes it is free to play I know that's like a hard thing to kind of accept in this day and age or wrap your head around and like why but it just it is what it is a lot sky. of
1: people don't seem to understand the way that goes but like the vast majority of games whether people like them or not are going on the free-to-play model now people yeah. uh, have a negative connotation to it because when they hear free-to-play they instantly think they're going to be and dimed in microtransactions but that's not this is going to be the way forward hello this is going to be the way forward with quite a lot of things like you've seen as has mentioned games like destiny games like warframe it allows for the best way to example would be if i was playing with calypso here and we wanted to play a game together i was like hey dude have you tried warframe no is that any good oh well it's it's really great i really enjoy it not hey you should try it it's free Yeah, you no, know? no harm no foul so it's free entry and then it's basically you will get what you invest out of it and as calypso has said Dennis has promised a very ethical and transparent business model, which you could trust him on that. It will be based entirely on like cosmetics and like that type of area. There's not going to be any pay to win. He's actually very anti pay to win. Cause a lot of people don't realize Dennis is a big gamer himself. So he doesn't like a good chef. He would not serve you something he
0: would not enjoy himself. Yeah, exactly. Like, <clears throat> Just imagine if imagine if you were making a game yourself, dear viewer, um, or audience, and you're the and the game that you're working on. Imagine if you had to like put down five dollars to unlock another click of the mouse. You know what I mean? Like, why would you <laughs> would you want to put that in your own game if you don't like it yourself? You know what I mean? So so there's there's that way to look at it. The other thing is that um it is free to play. So, if you only really have to do is when it when it does release is download it, install it, and then try it out. It's literally you know, trying it out, playing it before you want to, you know, throw five butt dollars down on some cosmetic thing that you think is cool,
1: as the That's old phrase goes, Calypso, pay. the proof is in the pudding.
0: yes. Try before you buy, or as another yes. saying goes. <laughs> um, the other thing with Deadhouse Sonana, apart from it being free to play, um, is that it will be um, a co-op game, an online co-op game, but you can play single-player. Um, you don't have to play with friends, but you know, friend online friend games is like it's yeah. cool like that. You will so. be
1: able to play the entire game solo if you wish. That's not the aim of it because it is being designed with multiplayer in mind. But like a lot of people, fun fact, a lot of people play Elder Scrolls online. Do you know the vast majority of people who play Elder Scrolls online prefer to play it solo? So there's a whole psychology on that. If you want, you can go watch Josh Shrive Hayes. He's got a whole video where he talks about things like that. You can go watch that and shout out to him because he's an awesome, awesome dude if you if you hadn't heard of him before. But there's a lot of people like to play solo and you will have that ability. That will be there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh that's the, that's part one <laughs> of what Dead House is, is that it is it is a free to play action role playing game, um multiplayer. Will I, will I, I do the spiel multiplayer? I mean, if you want to do the spiel, go ahead.
1: (laughs) What is Deadhouse Sonata? Deadhouse Sonata is a free-to-play ARPG where you take on the role of the dead to fight the living.
0: Yes. It will
1: be leading on PC and coming to all major platforms. It'll be free-to-play. It's a free-to-play ARPG, which is quite a mouthful for a lot of people to... to like digests along with being narrative driven that's one of the big tent poles to this that a lot of people don't realize a lot of people don't understand what that means it means story there's a lot of arguments going on about the game awards lately which i will nicely dodge about narrative but it is narrative driven that's one of the big points that it is the story of dead house it will be your story of dead house and that's one of the big themes in this game
0: Yeah, there's some really cool systems they're integrating into this um, with the narrative and how it works out and how it plays out. Uh, That was the last time I remember uh, hearing or reading anything that was a little while ago. So I probably should refresh myself on all that stuff. But I do know that that, um, what you do will have an impact on the game itself and it will change the narrative subtly around everyone else. How it's been described
1: in the past is like... To give a simple analogy, to break it down into a very simple form. So if you're an average person, you've probably gone out shopping recently and you've got like some type of club card or something to whatever like supermarket you go to or whatnot. And the supermarket tracks what you buy, not in an insidious purpose, but they want to check stock levels. They want to check what's popular, what's selling, what isn't selling, why it's selling and all like that. So this is called big data. Your phone is the biggest culprit of this. Your phone tracks absolutely everything you do at all times, right? These things benefit your life a little bit, but you never see the direct benefits. Dennis's idea, of he wants to have that within the game, but to work for your benefit in the story. So using big data of the game, where you do, where you go, who you kill, who you don't, who you interact with, what weapons you take, what weapons you don't take. All of these type of things, using this level of big data and actually using it in the story to benefit you. That's an experiment that I am really looking forward to see because the man has an, been known in an industry as an industry leader for quite a few things he's done in the past. Legacy yep. of Cain and Eternal Darkness and all like that. So I'm really excited to see what way they move forward with this.
0: Yes. And speaking <clears throat> of uh speaking of Legacy of Cain and Eternal Darkness, that brings us to the influences of Deadhouse Sonata. Um it's almost like it was that... a planned segment. <laughs> <laughs> <All my> <laughs> <most>. <laughs> So, yes, uh, uh, Legacy of Cain is probably the biggest name in that influence. Um, that this is a spiritual love letter successor to the original Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen, <laughs> Legacy of Cain, or Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen, depending on however you want to read that title. Um, <laughs> there is an interesting story behind the title, um, but we can leave Dennis to tell that story sometime in the he future. He might get Dennis to read, on, who to, might tell get Dennis on to tell that story again. We did have Dennis once before. Um, so, yes, Legacy of Cain is the biggest prob- probable influence to Deadhouse Sonata, and that it is a spiritual successor, love letter to uh, that series. And it's you could, you could almost think of this as, like, Blood Omen 1, or Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen, like, 3.0, I suppose. As it was um, described
1: before, this is where Dennis would have went with Blood Omen if he had been given free reign this is the kind of direction the story would have gone only obviously it's changed a bit because the man has learned quite a lot and had a lot more influence over the time since that game came out because i don't want to tell you but it's old the anniversary was a little while ago and i'm starting to feel my age (sighs) a little because a lot of people are like i remember playing that as a kid it's like i remember going into a video game store and buying that legally (laughs) <laughs> you know being of age but yeah, yeah. um this is kind so, of that direction so there's a lot of people with the legacy of kane community we want more legacy of kane and it's like well you're getting it it's yep, not called yep. legacy of kane but like you like right. the story something you like, like the world yeah. that's this is it
0: <laughs> yep something like it um the other thing is is that uh yes uh, video games are influential but there's also literary music books i know we've talked about some of this on the uh, podcast before, but there is a whole lot of Lovecraft in there. There whole, is
1: a whole lot of Lovecraft. There's a whole lot of
0: Lovecraftian lore within this. um There is some some Hellraiser thrown in for good measure. To um, be
1: fair, a lot of Clive Barker is Lovecraftian too.
0: Also true. Yeah, see, it just all comes back to that one guy. Um,
1: and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention because Dennis isn't here. He's got a big influence with things like Malazan Book of the Fallen.
0: He's yep which i've been i've been reading i'm still getting through the first book it is a it is a oy, it's a journey it is a journey of a book <laughs> and phil-
1: philosophical God. horror like or, like what was it like of it, Ed dreamer and grim yeah, which yeah. i'm chewing through at the moment they're really good it's like it's bizarre though like this whole like philosophical horror it's, it's oh yeah a, it's, it's a weird it's it's really difficult it's to describe
0: it's very different yeah um and how did how did apocalypse studios start um it started i think i want to say it started started from dennis you know just wanting to start another studio and get dead house off the ground and and work on everything i know that uh, he was going through a couple of studios um he did quantum qe2 i believe was the previous studio before apocalypse and that kind of just merged into turning into apocalypse and, um, yes, obviously, you can go to uh, Apocalypse Studios, uh, apocalypse apocalypse.333.com specifically to get the whole story behind where did Apocalypse Studios come from. I know Dennis in recent interviews has talked about it. We've talked, obviously, we've had him on the podcast before. Um, but what Apocalypse means is that it means to uh, reveal the unknown or to reveal the unknown rather than you know, mm-hmm. world ending. Um, cataclysmic doom. (laughs) Yeah, people have it
1: that it's the end of the world but it's actually revelation, like the revelation of an unknown truth. The actual ancient Greek version of it, and all you know, that's it. Was funny, Dennis brings this up a lot, and I don't think many people listen to him because, like, that's I don't think so, yeah. Because, like, one of the pillar stones to Apocalypse Studios is they want to bring that back, that missing voice that has been lost in the gaming industry where it's been about narrative. Now, granted, yes, there are narrative games, but not done in the way that Dennis has historically done it, and quite a lot of other people used to do in the past that has kind Mm -hmm. of got muddled in this online action shooty sandbox type stuff you know it's not as prevalent now as it used to be because games years ago we remember like characters from our childhood and some of our favorite games and our favorite stories and all but nowadays like you know what are you gonna do like get a fortnite skin yeah
0: yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) like i think it's it's kind of a testament to old game design and how like just having limited resources and you had to sort of
1: creative
0: being creative to, to really get stuff out there and to make, make a good story, you know, and a lot of, a lot of subtext, a lot of subtle storytelling within like a grander narrative. Um, I think that's, that's going to be dead house Um, because yes, it is an online game, but there is a lot of, it is a big focus on narrative. That is a thing. There is a lot of lore that's already been, put into this um
1: there has been so much my hands are tied at the moment but there is a lot i can uh, actually you can go check out the website even just yeah you can yeah and then
0: there's yep oh we'll get to that we'll get to the radio dramas um Mm -hmm. there is gosh what is it well i mean i guess warframe warframe is another thing where there is narrative in warframe and Mm -hmm. i'm sure you can find youtube videos where it's like the entire story of warframe in like a movie Actually, form or whatever.
1: not even one. It needs to be multiple because there is so many in Warframe. Like, they're way further on. You have to get, like, past ah. the start. But ah. there's, like, a main narrative and there's so many Splinter stories off which are all their own unique, amazing tales.
0: hmm hmm And it's, I want to say, I I, I should, should, would Elden Ring be a good example of, like, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Dark Souls? Would that be a good example of of like similar storytelling style a little bit, not all of it, but a little bit to like Dead House, do you think?
1: Yes and no. Okay, so like you will, okay, let's let's address the elephant in the room. So, okay. Uh, Dead House will have a narrative. Yes, there will be story. Yes, you will get quests from quest givers. There will be a whole thing. Will you understand it? Um, I don't know. We hope you will. Uh, it's, It's a case of, it's very much in the Elden Ring Soulsborne thing where like the story is bigger than the world. It's like, it's a grand tale. So that's the way they want to go with this. Like you can even hear from the radio dramas, like when Alaric is talking about the Empire we already know there's issues going on with the empire and dead house and all. So this straight away makes it bigger than most other games. Most other games, it's like you are the chosen one and you must go and kill the thing, you know, but these other ones, like a lot of the souls games and all the, the story is bigger than you in dead house. It will be a vast tale that encompasses the whole world. Cause even in the description of it, like there are six gods with nine houses. Dead house is one of these houses. Mm-hmm. And it is the story of Deadhouse. So when we get into the story of what Dead House is and all like that, it'll be a lot bigger. Now, the reason I say that is I wouldn't say it's exactly like the Souls games, even though I'm a massive fan of them. Elden Ring is singularly one of my favorite. It has become, I didn't expect it to, but it has become one of my favorite games. It, a lot of it's done through lore interpretation from items and environmental storytelling. So you will go into an area, you will see things, and then you can kind of figure out what happened from that, and then you'll interact with a boss, and the boss will just, like, start blurting out narrative, like, while, while you're fighting, and you can kind of piece things together yourself, and you can work out how this world works and all like that. No, Deadhouse, you will have quest givers. There will be story. It is very much, like... In Elden Ring, in Dark Souls, in Bloodborne, you have to try to figure out the story. In Deadhouse, you have the story and the game's not even out yet. Like, you can listen to the radio plays and it's giving you history. There is already yeah. history on what way things are going, what is happening, how it is, and to make it easier for anyone that even wants to do any lore dives on it, all the start that the radio plays have a date and time stamp. Like, you know, it is the year whatever, 2.13 after Deadhouse, you know, it's... Is the 13th of parat it'll tell you the day and the month and the year so it will be very easy to put this together
0: yeah yeah there is there is it'll be a, it'll be fun to to it'll be fun to see all the other lore videos and stuff for dead house eventually i'm you know?
1: dying to i'm dying to hear people's lore interpretations of dead house yeah. after they've played it so when we get into let's say the first age and the second age and third age and things happen i want to see the youtube videos of people saying i think this and i believe he done that and, and, and this is happening and all like that and can you believe this happened to the world you know i want to hear those lower interpretations i've been dying yeah. for those
0: yeah um and that brings us to we'll come back to classes in a second um mm-hmm. the world of Melorum is not earth it's not earth <laughs> Um, It has its own history and its own story to tell. Um, So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot to like dig into and a lot to absorb, you know, it's going to be one of those, wow, there's a lot of lore for an online game, you know, Um, (laughs) like it's, I would say, I would say, I would compare it to like... Eventually, I want to say it will have so much lore. It will be Elder Scrolls length lore. I can see
1: that. I can see that.
0: You know, um, and like it's kind of like playing Elder Scrolls Online, where it's not an MMO, but um, like Elder Scrolls Online has a crap ton of lore, and that's just from the Hmm. preceding Elder Scrolls games. Um, Plus, everything that's that's in Elder Scrolls Online that's canon, that's going to eventually end up being an elder scroll six or at least little fractions of it that they're going to you know probably throw easter eggs and nods to whatever the lore is for elder scrolls online right mm-hmm. dead house is going to be all of that just it's self-contained into itself self-contained it's going to be self-contained into the world of dead house nada unless in, in the future it spans off into like actual fully narrative single player games like legacy of kane and stuff like that but for now it's um it's online
1: the fun part is you see there's quite a lore to a lot of them but i don't think people realize unless they've looked into because i've looked into a lot of it now i'm not an expert by any means but i've been a fan of the elder scrolls since daggerfall there is a massive amount of lore to those games in history warframe even itself is getting close so i could see Deadhouse go in that direction considering it's very lore and narrative driven but like warframe has quite a bit of lore to it it's just most people don't bother to dig into it like I've, mm. I've comics based on Warframe.
0: Yeah. And oh yeah. comics There's a very
1: deep world that's going on. It's just a lot of people don't engage with it. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's <laughs> a lot of people going to be hating. Ch- you don't have to engage in lore if you don't want to no one no. here is going to be a snob about those things there are people that love obsessing and getting into it, there's other people that just love the action part of the game, going to kill things and be a monster and all like that, that's cool it's all accepting on that, that's what we want to do, and to keep in mind there, going back to this yes, Malorum is its own world so any analogies with Earth are literally just analogies, this will have, they will have their own stars and constellations, their own days and months and things, system. Yeah. it won't be exactly like Earth, and these are all going to be planned out to be different for their own specific reasons
0: yeah um and that brings us to what should we talk about now uh, gameplay i guess let's talk about the gameplay so i mean and that brings us to like okay so we <laughs> we've blabbed about we've blabbed about oh it's thanksgiving by the way gobble couple. um <laughs> we blabbed about narrative and everything enough um at least for now um so let's talk about the gameplay and what the gameplay is i said earlier this is an action rpg yes it's an action rpg third third person third person a rpg i would like to see a first person mode in the future as a mod i'll probably end up doing it myself sounds like a suggestion for the forums yep (laughs) um but however this is a third person action rpg um again throw it back to warframe think about it like warframe think about it like
1: Elden like ring Elden Ring,
0: like like the, the Witcher, etc. etc. Et All those those things that are action RPG like. Um mm-hmm. emergent storytelling through gameplay choices that goes back to the lore aspect where it's like if you and your buddies raid a dungeon, um and it's a high-profile dungeon, um, and you guys like on whatever the list of the server is that you guys were the best who rated that dungeon, then maybe you and your friends. Uh, will be the ones lore wise to be the ones canonically who have raided that dungeon. You know, I'm still so
1: looking forward to the idea that when you go and sack a town, they'll remember you sacked the town.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're it'll not going to be
1: as nice the next time.
0: <laughs> it'll be cool. And like in 10 years from now, or in, in, like, in like a year, a year after you guys sack that town, it will be a story that will be in the narrative. Oh, there was a town sacking by this raid of villagers and it was your guys's raid blah 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 it all just it all feeds into each other right um oh gosh everything just comes back to narrative <laughs> and yeah. then that goes my into, actions
1: will have consequences yes they. yeah
0: will. yes and uh <laughs> that goes into because it's an action rpg there's actually a tarot card system that's incredibly complex um, okay
1: i'll break it down nice and simple or he'll try anyway yeah. um Okay, so one of the things I've noticed when Dennis first announced this, because this game has been in development for a while, I had seen very few games do this, right? I'm seeing more and more now, which means people are paying attention to what Dennis has been doing. But the idea is, so normal games, you have skills or abilities, and then you will have what would be basically classed as a a talent tree. I'm going to use World of Warcraft as an analogy for this one you pick your class and then as you get skill points and level up you will have talents you spend talents in your talent tree in dead house this will be done differently instead of you having a talent tree each skill will have a talent tree the skills will be represented by a tarot card so instead of learning the skill for example one from the demo exsanguinate which will be a way of draining blood you will get the card exsanguinate now instead of having different talents and abilities that might benefit this the exsanguinate card itself will have its own skills and talents that you will level up and choose and decide and then you can swap exsanguinate out for a different card each class will have a different amount of cards that they can hold at any one time for skills and abilities and this will then profit Proliferate onto weapons and things like that. They will be handled a bit differently, but the idea is there. So that's how the tarot card system goes. So instead of learning skills and abilities and having talents, you get tarot cards and you level your tarot cards.
0: Yeah, your your skill tree has a skill tree. I think is the other way to. Yeah, instead experiment. of you having a talent
1: tree, your skills have a talent tree. Yeah, tree.
0: yeah, and it's like I know. Um, an example is like you have the ability. Yeah. Or like, yeah, you have the, would it be what skill or abilities whatever, what's a better word? I guess you have the ability exsanguinate, which allows you to draw blood, right? Yes. Um, And then that branches off. You have the ability that branches off into uh, other skills that enhance it. But then like maybe one, no, I'll use this one. Maybe um this one enhances you to draw blood at a longer distance um Mm -hmm. that might even branch off into another one that allows that to change up a little bit with modifiers or whatever so it just it just never ends and there's a bajillion maybe you you've
1: exsanguinate and then you have to make a choice when you get your first talent on it that you have to choose that you can drain more blood or you can drain blood and mana or you can drain blood and essence which leads us right into the trinary archetype system, which would be a good way to explain that. So a lot of games you're familiar with, which will have health pool and magic, All Right, This is common known. In Deadhouse, we're going differently. Everything exists in three states. There is vitality, blood, magic, which is like a type of, if you imagine, the magical realm the spiritual realm ghosts things like that this is blue and then you've essence which would be like soul soul energy like the nether realm right so you've these three things each of the classes by the vampire because the vampire has to be you know the, the, the awkward fence-sitting middle ground of everything. He's right mm-hmm. in the middle of the trinary system. But if you take a look at the website, you'll see each of the classes sit on a particular area where they lean more one way or the other in regards to the trinary. They might be more physical, more magical, more essential. And that's how it goes. And they will all have access to these three health pools, health slash Ability pools, because you will spend these resources as well as take damage. So, example, you're a vampire. Someone hits you with a sword. You lose vitality. You drain blood. You get back blood, which is vitality. But then let's say a priest comes along and casts a spell on you. It mightn't hurt you physically, but now your magic has gone down. It will hurt you in the magical realm. And then you'll need to drain to be able to restore that. And then there's also, if anyone has seen the demo you've seen, you can actually switch between these as well. You can exp- exist in the physical realm, the spiritual realm, and the essential realm. So you get to change up between these, and these will have impacts on the world as well. Was it you go to arena Yellowstone in there? You kill human knights and they drop skill fireball. Replace human knight and fireball with any other type of and all fireball with all other skills, abilities, and tarot's knights. Rather confusing, Tim, but thank you.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I uh d- don't worry, don't worry. I will uh I will uh go into uh I will I will break all this up into big nice chunks that are easy to digest. Um Later on in either from this video specifically, um, or uh I'll work on another one for my YouTube channel. You guys can follow me on yes. YouTube, just type in anything Deadhouse Notter related, and you'll find me. Or Legacy of Kane, maybe if those videos are getting confused. Or if you <laughs> um, if you just
1: all you need to do is uh, yeah, go on you to can his, follow his me Twitter, on Twitter, and follow you'll
0: me on find him yes, you'll find me there. Um <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot of things that might sound a little complicated now, but trust me, it's not that difficult um to understand or wrap your head around. With a little bit of explanation or a little bit more fine tuning explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's for the action RPG stuff. That's the skill system. That's the health system. Um, it's, or the states rather. It's not typically health, but it is health, but it's not health. Um, and then that leads us into uh, our classes. With our gameplay comes our classes. And there are one, two, three, four, five. Six, it's my favorite seven topic. of them, yes. And there to is begin, a lot
1: to begin with. There is seven dead house, has seven. Keep in mind, as this game grows and gets older, we will be introducing new houses which will have new classes.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you can think of all of these classes as a typical archetype in another game. Um, that's the most basic way to explain it. Um but of course with the tarot the tarot cards and the states and all those other systems in play they aren't that basic but to just get your guys' heads wrapped around all of this this um, is the beginners guide them, this is the beginners guide yeah thank you think of them as your basic classes in other games so the vampire is the first class um that's the all-rounder jack of all trades you know he's good at health magic and uh essence or um i guess i'll call it stamina for now just to make things a little easier um so health magic stamina the vampires Uh, is pretty good in all that kind of
1: stuff that kind of gets confusing though because stamina because you spend stamina and Ah, souls. that's right kind of a different okay So so easy easy way to go through this right so we've got our we've got our classes now keep in mind one of the first things that we should have mentioned in the gameplay side you're monsters in this game yeah. Yes, keep that you in play mind. The
0: undead fighting the yes. living. That's the these, whole thing. These shit.
1: aren't like this romantic, like, you're like oh, sweeper off her feet. But no, the vampires are monsters. Everything in this game is a monster. That's the whole thing, right? So keep that in mind. So at the start, we've got vampires. So if your little notes here is like, vampire, what is it? The vampire, bestial creature that feeds on the lifeblood of the living. So when we take a look at it, uh, if you listen to the radio plays, they give a beautiful little one. So for each one of these, you can go to the radio play and listen to the corresponding radio play for the class. That will give you a lore flavor for what each one of them is. So the vampire is more, let's go like um, pre-Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, where they were romanticized. This is bestial, monster, powerful. This is a predator of humans this falls into the middle of the trinary as as calypso said master of all things he is able to dabble a bit with blood dabble a bit with magic dabble a bit with essence right he falls into the middle of the trinary and has quite the ego about it so we have what is it he is the main monster he was once Human, or some of them speculate was human. We'll be learning more about this because we have so much to learn about the world of Deadhouse. What is the lore? You can take a listen to the radio play, but these are hunters of humans. These prey on humans as their primary thing. So that's what they do. These are like the bestial creatures that prey on humans. They're very powerful. They're usually very old because you very rarely get to see young fledgling vampires. Uh, You will in the game as part of Deadhouse, but from a lore perspective, you don't like they will be well seasoned and experienced by the time you see them out. They're usually quite older, more experienced, and worldly by the time they come out of that. And then, how does it play? This will be your standard character. So, if you pick, if you play most RPGs and you pick standard knight who has access to a little bit of magic, a little bit of this, uh, access to the heavy weapons, and all like that, that is how this guy will play. It will be the human shaped character, although he will be able to shape shift. That's one of the big things to the vampire he's going to be able to take on different forms he will have a vampire form a vampire bat form i said vampire form of course he has a vampire bat form like this big were bat which you can see in the demo there's a video on youtube it looks awesome i've heard rumors of a werewolf form and a dracolich form too
0: possibly i do not know (laughs) um however uh we did see the bat form which is the the bat form is in the demo currently there is a current demo right now um i do not know if it's still accessible on steam um no sexy vampires romantic humans vampires need to drink bloods of humans to live correct um there is a demo right now on Steam. You might have seen some gameplay. From I think it that, that was open the at the minute. So uh, it was previous open.
1: Back, yeah, previous backers who had it were able to play it. And then uh, there was a time when it was open to everyone to try out. That is now gone because maybe there might be other things happening later down the line, which I'm really looking forward to. I'd really like to see where that goes. But for the minute, it's being closed while everything gets uh, fixed because we're still early in development, you know?
0: Yeah. So that's an easy look at the vampire. The other one is uh the revenant. Think of that one as your basic tank. If it's huge, it's big, it's a hulking monster, it's a tank. I um, love his
1: lore. His lore video one. Yeah, or, no, I, I like yeah, it obviously.
0: too. Yeah. Um then you have the lich, that's your wizard archetype, uh, your mage archetype, um to 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 run it down to the basics of that. Now then we kind of uh, then we have your Wraith, which I want to say is the closest thing to a rogue or a stealth I could see character, that. possibly. Um, well, there's not much information on the Wraith yet, but that's just a speculative look. I think it's going to be like a rogue style stealth character because it is technically a ghost and it can phase in and out between realms. Why not? Um, then things get a little bit more complicated with the banshee the ghoul and the white are your rounding out classes um you could think of the banshee again as kind of a maybe a hybrid character with magic and other things i want to (laughs) say magic like see that's where it just gets complicated because like i've got my
1: descriptions but i'm just letting you flounder a little (laughs) with with dead
0: house with dead house it's it's the, the the trinary system and the tarot cards you know don't make this as as run of the mill an RPG as as everybody. It is um, not black and white in Deadhouse. Yeah,
1: because the way as Nick, as it was just put there, like when you look at the trinary system that Calypso is describing, we have the physical, the spiritual, and the essential. When the abilities for each of these are used, that means like a vampire could be a stealth class. A vampire can be a spellcaster, a vampire can be a tank, and a vampire can be a healer. So you are not locked out. So the traditional ideas behind it no longer exist. It's down to the kind of character you want to play. Yes. That being said, yeah. they do play to their strengths a little. So like, as we go back to Revenant, tank, tanky, tanky, tank, tank. Big meat mountain, massive mall. Look at the pictures yeah. on the Gaztack. It tells you everything. One came up to a village. They wouldn't let him in. He literally threw a hammer and smashed everything to pieces. And then within, what was it, 10 minutes, he completely decimated the garrison. Like, yep. he had, like yep. it was literally meat pie. He literally smashed heads meat like meat pie, pie was, yeah. The, yeah. was the, description the description of it. So, like, these guys lean more towards the physical, as in the physical realm. So, they rely on blood. Yeah. They take physical damage. You can sit and chant all day. You're probably not going to do him much harm the lich the lich is exactly what a lich is you think of liches from other games dial it up to 11. yeah this is a mage a necromancer a really experienced wizard who has gone beyond the realms of all human knowledge and with magic transcended death he has destroyed the veil and stepped beyond it into death where he will exist in perpetuity he was very powerful magic and can use that in many different ways not just in spellcasting think about how liches work in other games they'll be able to puppeteer they will be able to manipulate. They will be able mm. to control. They're also able to drain the life essences of people. They'll be able to like just walk and like float and walk. I say walk, float, float past them because they don't even need their bodies anymore. Their body is just so they tangibly exist in one spot, but they yep. can cast off that body and go into another one. Like That's just the way they are. They'd be floating through a village and just literally draining the life essence out of everything it floats past. Mm-hmm. So there's and your lich. You've got your the, uh, uh,
0: Tem. Tem said wraith assassin for the wraith. So that probably is a better. A better I could uh, say I could see it there. He's like trying too. to
1: tank on a lich will most likely be extremely hard. Would require a super weird build, rare odd gear choices, possibly. But we'll have to see how that works we'll out. because that'll be really interesting. It'll most likely um, be it will most likely be impossible to pull off. Improbable, I don't think impossible because I like the way that this game is being designed where like a lot of these choices will be there if you know how to look as I think Dennis put it in another game Hmm. Uh, the Wraith then the Wraith is the eternally tormented soul of someone who is racked from their body think of it as a Cenobite in spiritual form it's literally a floating ghost yeah rattly chains absolute torment and um yeah they're basically the if you listen to the audio drama for this one uh they're kind of like the assassins of Deadhouse because like nothing can stop a right. like physically nothing can stop a right. it'll just float through the walls like unless you've super powerful magical charms or that weird alchemical fire that alaric was playing with and that that just yeah. delayed it and got rid of it like that didn't kill mm-hmm. it. that just that just pissed it off and moved it away like it'll still come back you know, so the Wraith, if you think about it in that sense, so you can tell they lean more on the essential side. Right? Tem said it would be super fun to find gear and try and make it work. A fun example. Oh, yes. A good example. Tanking as a shaman. I've seen it done. Now, the Banshee. This is quite interesting. So the Banshee are like the Heralds in Deadhouse. When you read the lore, if you read the Necro, and you listen to their, to their radio drama, it's like they aren't really dead because they were never alive. These are otherworldly beings who interpret the universe differently and can hear beyond the veil. They see beyond the veil. They're the heralds of the greater gods. So the herald particularly of the God of Deadhouse. And um, yeah, uh, Alaric had a little run in with one and without divulging too much about his powers, um, she pretty much ate the other dude. From what I gather, yeah, did she have him eat him? He, he was I just screams. I screams. We will never know. And you you got to know it can't be a banshee without some type of wail or cry. Like, you mm-hmm. know, this, this this, is a given. Now, on to the ghoul. The ghoul is the unsuspecting one, which I think a lot of people don't realize. I can see the ghoul as well as being a tank. Ghouls can yeah. take massive oh, yeah. amount of punishment. The ghoul is... The Only way you could describe the ghoul is look at the art, look at the character art. It is a bipedal or quadrupedal, depending on what mood you're in. Uh, teeth <laughs> that one I hunger. see.
0: I see the ghoul as if not the assassin character, I see, or sorry, if the wraith is the assassin archetype, I see the ghoul as definitely a stealth, stealth archetype or uh
1: it can be stealthy but they don't need to be
0: stealthy they don't need to be but they, they can
1: they... be they can be but they don't need to be so for example in the lore one was sneaking into the graveyard because he was hungry and he was eating the dead um he didn't have to sneak in because like even when they attacked him they they get decimated like he will Mm -hmm. wreck everyone they have massive claws massive teeth it's it's a ghoul it's literally a ghoul so the way they're described is kind of on the wendigo side of things so it's like constant hunger the elongated limbs the massive teeth and all like that now think of the more modern interpretation that's a bit wrong like the old original you know the analogy for emaciation of hunger of yeah. deprivation yeah. These are the things. So that's what a ghoul is. What it is in the lore. Again, listen to the radio play; it's a fantastic one. The ghouls feature prominently in Alaric season two radio plays. Yes, which I Probably my
0: favorite character so far.
1: I I love that ghoul. He's so amazing. And how does it play? Well, that I'm really looking forward to see as well because I'm not too sure. But yeah, they will be tanky. But as Calypso has said here, they will also be able to be stealthy. I think yeah. there will be a lot of stealth options in regard to the ghoul because. Like they give me the feeling of like walking on walls or roofs or something that they'll be able Mm -hmm. to like climb around Spider Man their way through things. Yeah, that's what I was thinking.
0: That's what I was thinking. There was a couple, a couple of, a couple of years ago. I say ten years ago now. um, Dead Space Two had an online mode, and the online mode one of it was it was asymmetrical, and you could play as you know the the mutated alien necromorphs or you know the human soldiers, right? And all the mutated alien necromorphs, some of them could. Crawl along the walls and be stealthy and attack from up high and like, like very. Uh, they were they were tanky and they could shoot tendrils or whatever, but like they could be stealthy and. and You're saying that I'm and, just
1: thinking AVP.
0: Remember AVP? Yeah. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, AVP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, like the ghoul with just, just literally artwork, ran up the wall, it just runs yeah. up a wall from from its, the roof from and... its artwork. Uh, I definitely see the ghoul being a kind of tanky, stealth sort of. Yeah character and then the white, the white. Build a that's, monster. that might be yeah build a monster i definitely think this is going to be the build your the build a bear of of a, of a character um they are primarily strong in like essence i believe if i remember the yeah. diagram correctly however they are a frankensteinian style character so that means much like the vampire is a jack of all trades i think the white is going to be another jack-of-all-trades yeah. style character and to you can me, literally that, customize it how you want to
1: that's that's what i see calypso is that the white is the same but on the other end of the spectrum, spectrum So the, yeah. two, the two sides of the coin shall we say yeah. whereas the vampire is more elegant these would be more direct yes more yes. plain which is funny because they're more philosophical and they're a little bit more deep when you listen yeah. to like the way they're they're described in the lore they're very aware that the fact that they are they are multiple type of like things yeah you know, they're think, kind of, think
0: the monster from frankenstein guys
1: yeah you know what adam lie.
0: i believe yeah
1: and they're they're created and can be physically in different forms. So, like you know, we see different variations of ones of larger, heavy set ones with like, as it's described that they can be built in different fashions. And then there was we'd seen concept art ages ago. Do you remember of like a really thin one?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the creepiest stuff. one. That's so like scary. slenderman man mm-hmm. looking yoke. So yeah, like that could be uh, like a stealth type. Uh, nightmares. Ones, so. I'm having nightmares already. God, so like, your artwork is so good.
1: Um, this is this is this is something that can go into many different directions and it's something i'm highly interested in so if anyone's new to this and you're wondering about this and any one of these sounds in particularly good to you you should go and listen to you should listen to all the radio plays anyway especially like season 1 is really short so you'll bang them out in a little while yep, season yep. 2 is amazing a little longer bit of time investment but trust me well worth it for the story but if you wanted to just know oh i want to know about the vampire there is a vampire one or there is a wraith one and all so you can yep. listen to that- each of
0: these that brings us on to our final, final-ish, like main topic here, and that is the lore. And we've talked about it a little bit, but like the lore is a big thing with Dead house This is this is something that um Dennis has always kind of been into, and there, there's a lot of lore in Blood Omen, which is spun off into this <laughs> series. Um, but again, because this is a spiritual sequel and Love Letter to Blood Omen Legacy of Cain, there is a depth of lore to explore. Um, and you can start with the radio dramas as a sort of easier way into, to this world. Um, I've been listening to the, uh, radio dramas. uh, I'm surprised actually they're, they're, they're a thing. The radio dramas for the Callisto protocol, the, uh, dead space four that we're finally getting by, Hmm. um, by sledgehammer studios or whatever and it's callisto protocol it's a spiritual successor to dead space but there is some radio dramas there and they're really good dead uh, dead house sonata has really good radio dramas they're very short they they've given you an introduction to what dead house sonata is um story wise lore wise through the eyes of alaric von beller um and then that will lead you into you know getting on the forums and checking out the lore stuff there as well as reading the little the Lord necro. Dump books, the Necro Liberitas or um, that is one um, of my, my favorites
1: because in the necro, if you go read it, it actually gives incredible amounts of detail to the world and what's in it. It is written by multiple authors. There is different bits from different peoples in it. There is bits from the Gaztac. There is bits from Zoran. There's bits from, from Tozy, and all of this. So if you're a Vati video type, an amateur armchair Vati video, there's a lot of story in there to be interpreted. Particularly Seven Suns and Twilight being one of my favorite if you go and read that come back i would love to have a lore discussion with you it is very very interesting that's actually how quite a lot of us in the community got to know each other well was through the the lore... massive lore discussions based on the necro
0: hmm. um and that's that's uh, that's the whole thing like that's that's the like this is where i think all of the warframe 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 fans and even elden ring and stuff like with how they do their narrative and just how lore heavy those games are i think you guys would like Deadhouse, you know um whenever it comes out i, th- I think it'll be your cup of tea and obviously legacy of kane fans i think i think will like it also not just because it's a spiritual successor to legacy of Cain, but because of the lore because that's a huge part of legacy of Cain. um yeah Plus, it's a lot of, a lot of crap people stuff, so who doesn't love that. A lot,
1: a lot of people are unsure about it because, as you said earlier, when they hear free to play, they instantly yep, turn off. The but turn like away. I said, yeah, any legacy of Kane fans that they'd switch off when they hear that, wait and give it a chance. Mm -hmm. You will see. Like, you don't need to take my word for it. You don't need to listen to me. You don't even need to look at the website. You should. You will thank me later for it when you do if you get invested into this lore and all. But when the game comes out, it's free to play. Give it a try. You're literally losing nothing. Give it a little shot. And I promise you, this is what you've been looking for take it from someone who has spent their entire life as a massive blood omen fan who loved the world that was created by Denison team at the time I have become really invested into this I promise that will be the way you go as well if you don't take it up with me. I'd love to hear it in the comments. Yeah, Tell yeah. me why I'm wrong. It would be really interesting to hear why I'm wrong. I'd love to like pick apart because feedback's always a great thing as well. Cause the team even love hearing about like what people like to see change. It's something that I think has gotten lost with a lot of people. Now, Dennis is very transparent. He loves to be very transparent. He's very community focused and community driven. This team started off and was very open with the way the game was developing. Probably more so than they should have been because I can see a lot of backlash that has happened over it because people are impatient. They don't understand how long a development cycle takes for a game, especially a game of this magnitude. And then the hiccups and road bumps along the way that end up, you know, that cause delays and make things move further and all like that. And people are kind of impatient with that. And I understand because they've been lied to. Most people have been lied to their whole life whenever it comes to games, especially in the modern age of gaming. They're like, hey, check out the beta. That's not the beta. The game's like six weeks out from release. Like, you know, so they've been lied to, and that has set them up with unreal expectations of how the game process works. But Dennis has tried his best to be very open. He's been very active with the community, and they take feedback with stuff. And there's been a lot of polls and voting and... I don't know how many people remember or not, but if you don't, I can tell you there has been a lot of things in the game already that were completely influenced by the community directly. When you go to fight a Legionnaire, the community voted how he looked. There was like many different types and there was long polls and discussions and the community picked the type and that's the guy you're fighting in the game one example is like i'm looking at the background the calypsos thing there there's a clock tower there was a load of buildings picked and decided and there was a clock tower picked and you will be at that clock tower in the game that will be a main thing that will be in the game there was a load of different ones i would try to remember them all off the top of my head but there's been a lot of community voting and you will see more of this going forward because they love having community input and feeling that the people that want to invest in the game not financially emotionally and with their time that they want to invest in playing this game, Dennis and crew would like them to feel like they're leaving their imprint on the game just as much as the people developing it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people take that for granted.
0: Definitely. Definitely. I think um, that that's... Yeah, like, like that's the... It's hard to... To ask someone who's never who hasn't been with this project since like the beginning or been a fan or whatever Mm. to like you know believe in it right off the bat which is why that's which is why it's actually a great thing that it is free to play because you don't have to spend any money whatsoever um and that brings us to uh that should tell you how
1: much Faith Dennis and the team have in it. They know you will like it and that you will end up investing in it. That's why they yeah. know the free to play model is good because there's no barrier to entry and they're that confident in the game that it's like, yeah, it's free to play.
0: exactly, exactly. And that like there is there is other streams to watch. Just literally type in Deadhouse Sonata, you'll come up with the official channel. You can watch all of those all the old past streams they have. Um you can watch like, you know, the lore videos. I put out some stuff about it um just a bit you need to update Um,
1: those those are outdated i do i definitely
0: (laughs) do yeah yeah there's there's uh, a bunch of past streams you guys can watch there is information out there though it is a little bit outdated and old it gives you a good idea of what the plans are for the future you know um and that brings us to the actual future of what is to come and what we all think is going to happen and what blah 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 i personally think next year i love it i personally think next year is gonna be the year for dead house sonata um i think like games usually have this where it's like oh hey guys we announced this game two years ago or three years ago there's gonna be something in like year three or four you know um unless a game just doesn't get announced two or three years ago they'll announce it when it's close to release because that's usually how game development goes um Bringing it back to yeah, like Callisto Protocol, I think you normally don't kind of hear about ago. a game
1: during you normally don't hear about a game during its like first two years of development. No, no, that's what I think is funny. It's like when people are going on like about the Elder Scrolls or about the new Grand Theft Auto. They're like, are they even making one? Of course they're making one. Yeah, of course it's just going games. to take a while because they're absolutely massive games.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, I think I definitely think next year is the year for Dead House. I think <laughs> we'll just get more stuff. Yeah, I think we'll just get more stuff. I think. That's basically it, you know.
1: <laughs> he sits here knowing but not saying anything.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I. <laughs> I mean, that that there's other question of like, what would you guys want to see going forward? Like, what are what's everybody excited for? You know, but like, if you're new to this whole thing, then I guess just the game itself would be something to be excited for
1: if you're new to this what are your impressions because a lot of us cannot give an accurate impression of being new to this as we've been with the project for quite a while as someone that's new to this What do you see? What do you like? What do you see that you don't like that you think maybe should be changed? Or have you any questions about this? Because a lot of this stream and this video is in response to, I've seen some people that came to the project new who've just discovered the discord. I don't know how they like maybe happened upon one of Calypso's videos or one of our videos, or they seen something on Twitter, whatever, whatever route they took, they ended up at the discord. It's like, I'm really interested in this. Where do I start? It's like here. Because it this can, can be, be very, very intimidating.
0: This can be your introduction. And then feel free to dive deeper if you want. You know, that's <laughs> the that's the thing I like about video games that you don't have to do anything. <laughs> like if you want to know about Dead House, cool. Here you go. Um, and then there's a bunch of other resources out there, but that goes for like any game, you know. Um, uh, I know the like the Witcher 3 was everyone's favorite. And a lot of people's first Witcher game, and then they go back and play the other ones, or they go and read the books, <laughs> or they go and watch the Netflix series, which has basically been canceled out because Henry Cavill left. Um, but yeah, so it's like uh, you can dive you can dive deeper into something if you want to, but you don't have to, you know. And but the other side, well, I encourage it's... you to dive deeper into Deadhouse and the other side as
1: well. If you see this and you want to discuss it hop into the dead house discord and yes. tag one of us in any of the channels that you want to discuss so if you want to discuss vampires myself and Glips are open to discussing all the classes i know some people are a little bit more niche are like oh i'm just team banshee or i'm team this i'm You're team ripped, everything yeah. i'm vampire first and foremost but mm-hmm. i am team everything and i will quite happily discuss and debate like lore and gameplay and everything with you so if you see this and you want to do it jump into the discord hit us up We'll happily go on with the discussion. Mm-hmm. Definitely,
0: yeah, yeah. Discord, Discord, your your friend. Discord, everyone there is nice. Everyone there's friendly. Discord is your friend.
1: And onto that, before we wrap up, Calypso, I would just wanted to point out because some may or may not know about this. Anyone that has been keen-eyed, us at Deadhouse Whispers have been expanding on the social media. Yes,
0: yes, we have a Twitter now and, and an and,
1: Instagram and
0: an Instagram. And, and
1: as you see the youtube has been expanded and we have yes. been graced with having a youtube tag so if you go Ooh. to youtube and just look up at dead whispers we show up are so, we actually
0: the only dead house with really no one steal that <laughs> oh, i was okay. shocked
1: and that's why i YouTube wanted to get those across
0: com, let's do this youtube.com dead Deadhouse whispers dead house whispers hey there we are look at that <laughs> that is cool i'm so mad someone stole calypso already <laughs> oh well um but yeah no we are that's Let's really cool see yeah you go get
1: at the necro libertas and see them try spell that correct
0: yeah exactly <laughs> they'll never get it right <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, we've got all these on our socials, so you'll be able to keep an eye on us on Twitter because we'll be using that to keep up to date on what our live stuff is. And then as we get closer to have more stuff in relation to the lore... In relation to the game, in relation to in-game stuff, and even some of the stuff from the demo that um, me and Calypso still have access to, we'll be taking screenshots, we'll be posting stuff there for the Instagram for anyone to take a look. So that's how we're going to be using our social media. Instagram is going to be some fun pictures, and Twitter is going to be just keeping up to date on information on things. So when we're going to be streaming, we're going to be trying to be here far more often. Mm -hmm. And we will try to see could we get in the odd sanguine Sunday as well as we're going along, which is kind of more generic, basically anything in the darker side of the gaming sphere, whereas Deadhouse Whispers when you do it on Thursday is very much Deadhouse dedicated. Sanguine Sunday will be a little bit more generic and all like that, which is something I'd love to do. I'd love to have one of the ones where we have a Sanguine Sunday and grab Dennis or George or someone and get them to talk yeah, off topic the cool. about what they enjoy to play. So these are all things yeah. we've got coming up because um, we'll, we'll, we'll be getting Dennis back again soon. I'm not going to say when. I'm not going to say how, oh, but we, we'll be getting Dennis back and maybe some few more guests after a bit. So Perhaps. that'll be the fun one to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. But with all of that, I think it's just time we should uh we should wrap up. Yep. Um so yes, uh we uh hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Um you can follow all of us at social media, you can follow deadhouse Sonata at deadhouse sonata.com, you can follow deadhouse sonata at deadhouse game on Twitter and Instagram. Um there's also a Reddit. You can follow me, Calypso, at uh Necro libriatus Um, you can just search up anything Deadhouse Sonata related. And I'm also on YouTube, Faceless Mike on Twitch, YouTube, and the Instagram and the Twitter at at the Faceless Mike. Um, <laughs> and, I couldn't uh, I
1: couldn't use Faceless Mike. It always has to be the Faceless, mic, the faceless, faceless Mike because apparently Faceless Mike is some dude who plays guitar in a rock band in LA. Uh, so I I had to go with the Faceless Mike.
0: Well, the Faceless Mike sounds way more. <laughs> fancier it sounds fancier it sounds more it's official e- elegant Elegant. yes 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 um so Whoa. yes uh follow all of us on the social medias check out dead house Anata, guys we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of dead house whispers kind of a recap um be throwing this around on the Discord for anybody who has questions and uh, we will see you guys in the next one yes yes
1: see ya